Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to the Boiler Alert podcast. I almost said Hammer and Rails. I was this close uh, to saying Hammer and Rails. Uh, with you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Ryan Bonaparte. And we're here today. We're going to talk about the last two Purdue basketball games, Purdue's wins over Wisconsin and Illinois. So uh, exciting stuff. Purdue now the outright Big Ten champ. But, Ryan, I understand you've got a little something uh, at the start of the show here. Yes, I have a slight surprise for you. Okay. So, much to my chagrin, I was at the grocery store this and I came across one of the coolers by the checkout. Oh, you got a Peeps Pepsi, didn't you? A yellow bottle of Pepsi. Yep. Perfect. Do you and not, I thought do you, to myself, I can't not try this. Exactly. So, do you have it? Have you tried it yet, or are you trying it, like, live on this podcast? I have already tried it okay. because both my brother and I wanted to try gotcha, it. Gotcha, that's and fair. We're not going to buy more than one bottle. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, my brother does that with Mountain Dew, although he'll drink any Mountain Dew. Um, but mm. you know, when I am around uh, back in Indiana where he lives, it's almost always like, "Hey, I've got this Mountain Dew flavor. Here's a drink of it. Like, try it." 
Um, because like you yeah. said, you know, if it's terrible, I don't want to buy like a six pack or, uh, you know, a bunch of 20 ounces. So, all right. What are your thoughts? Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying it did not taste like peeps to me. I did not taste marshmallow okay. in that Pepsi. Okay. It tasted like vanilla Pepsi to me. Yeah, it did. It did. But I think it almost tasted somewhat creamier than a normal vanilla Pepsi. It, I don't even know if they make vanilla Pepsi anymore. Um, yeah, it, it felt like it was more artificial, kind of like you're going to get in a Peeps. Almost like the Splenda to the vanilla Pepsi. That could be. That could be. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't hate it. But again, it's not. It's, I didn't hate it because it didn't taste like Peeps. My brother really, he enjoyed it more than I did. Um, neither of us would go out and buy it for ourselves in in the packs, but we we wouldn't just spit it out instantly. Right. Okay. Okay. I, so. And honestly, I think after like a a review, letting it linger, I think I would rather drink Pepsi Peeps than normal Pepsi. Fair enough. And maybe that's blasphemy, but you know, I'm a we're a Coke household. Uh, when I do drink uh, carbonated beverages, which is not very often, but uh, I'm a Coke Zero man myself. But you know, the mm-hmm. Pepsi Peeps, it was good. It was enjoyable. Uh, maybe next time I see it, I will grab one. But I did see um, apparently Little Caesars is going to have a special Pepsi uh, product not too long from now. It's supposed to be Pepsi with pineapple flavor. Okay. So, okay, I can. I I did not know where that road was going, and I was getting scared. No, no. <laughs> it's not crazy bread flavored Pepsi. That w- <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that. Or pizza flavored Pepsi. Just <laughs> no. Com- we have combos for that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, I'm glad you got to taste it. Uh, like I said, I-, I think for me it was better than normal Pepsi, and I'm a sucker uh-huh. for like random. Like limited Promos. time flavors of things, always. I'm like, ah, you know, maybe it'll never happen again. I gotta try it now. So, uh, they see me coming every time they release one of these limited edition flavors. They know I'm gonna at least try to find it. So, um, you're such I, a sucker. You convince everyone else to do it. Exactly. Too. Exactly. They, I'm, I'm really. This is a whole. This whole thing uh, is a backdoor way to get a Pepsi sponsorship on the podcast. Uh, you know, I, I'm saying we could, we could overtake Coke if you just give me a chance. So. There you go, Pepsi. Ball is in your court. So, speaking of the ball being in someone's court, Purdue had two basketball games. That was a perfect segue, by the way. Uh, I, I, I'm impressed. Although, now that I've talked about it, I've kind of ruined it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave it in. I love it. Um, so, Purdue, two games. Uh, first, we went on the road to Wisconsin, which never really an easy place to play. But if it was going to be easier, it was going to be this year uh, with this Wisconsin team. But uh, it certainly was not an easy victory. Purdue walks away with a 63-61 to win, and they were down by five in the second half. And, oh man, that second half was back and forth the entire time, tied numerous times. And I, I did not know if Purdue was going to pull it out um, there in the second half. Did you have faith throughout the entire game, or did you did you waver there in the second half? Oh, always, always. <laughs> That's how I roll. Um, yeah, I, you know what? And I was trying not to think about it. Like, oh my god, are we gonna blow this? Because they had already clinched sole possession of the Big Ten, right. and I think that sort of that silver lining made the whole game 
appear. It was like weight off your shoulders. Yeah. But then you're just like, well, now we still have other things we have to do and other things to clinch. Like a one seed is very much still on the table. Just score more points than the Badgers and get out of Wisconsin with a victory. And credit to them, they did it. (laughs) Just Brandon Newman is coming on so strong and it's so nice i'm we're gonna have to start calling him mr march or something well it's Uh, it's interesting because this is kind of yeah what happened last year he started playing his best basketball at the end of the regular season uh mm -hmm. or actually i believe it last year it even started in the big Big Ten tournament so yep uh you know it's just been been his time to shine for whatever reason um uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly what kind of kicks in, uh, but he's certainly coming into his own. Um, so Purdue, as you said, had already clinched by the time the game started because basically every outcome that Purdue needed happened. Um, I mean, it was just crazy. Uh, the th- dominoes that fell into place for Purdue uh, to clinch the outright title. Uh, granted, it was during the game only because the Michigan game, I believe it was the Michigan game, uh, went into double overtime. So Purdue had a chance to to clinch the outright title before the game even started, but um, going into two overtimes there really kind of slowed that down. But, you know, this this Purdue team loves to keep things interesting. Um, <laughs> they, they didn't exactly dominate the first half, but, I mean, they went into halftime up by four. And, and what has become a trend for this Purdue team, which I, I want to go on a little uh, side quest here for a second, um, they they allowed Wisconsin to come back in the second half, which is so fascinating to me because when when Matt Painter came to Purdue uh, all those years ago, and Purdue started to get good again, um, uh, Purdue would go into halftime down a lot, and we knew Purdue could come back uh, because Purdue at that point really was a second half team. I mean, Matt Painter would come out with adjustments. Uh, Purdue would look way better in the second half a lot of times. We didn't really worry. I mean, I remember being in the paint crew and saying, you know, if we went down into halftime, you know, down five, down six, I was like, oh, that's not a big deal. We'll come back from that, no problem. Um, Right. But lately, I mean, it's just the exact opposite. It's a complete 180 uh, of the team that I watched when I was in college. Do you Mm -hmm. have any idea what the difference is or how this has really become such a problem for Purdue this season? You almost wonder if they're doing too well in the first half to the point where Matt Painter's like, well, do what you do, you know? And then obviously your opposing coach is going to make adjustments and something's going to change, but sometimes you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Like, you know, Purdue, you're up by a big at halftime everything went right just keep doing that but both teams need to shift so whereas beforehand you're the one who has to have the mentality of getting back into a game and adjusting and taking it to your opponent so it's almost to the point where like Purdue is so dominant at points that it's actually ineffective that's an interesting theory Uh, I'm not sure I buy it but it is interesting um, and there could be, be something today. To yeah, there or could be something someday, I should say. Yeah. Um, so you know, you never know. Um, it's just it's something that I've been thinking about a lot, and I wish I could 
mm-hmm. could go back and look at that 2007-2008 season particularly and kind of see how many times Purdue went into halftime down, especially at home, uh, and came back to win versus seemingly now they go into halftime ahead and you just wonder if it's enough for them to hang on. Um, so, you know, at Wisconsin... Purdue only had two guys scoring double figures. Um, Zach Eady, of course, he finished with 17 and a monstrous 19 rebounds. Um, you know, he just he just had a great game everywhere except the free throw line. Uh, only was right. three for eight from the free throw line. And, I mean, he only took nine shots, but that is because, I mean, he kept getting fouled. Uh, you know, Wisconsin kind of did a hack and Eady uh, strategy, and it worked. Um, because he was, as I said, three of eight from the free throw line, but um, still managed to get 17 and 19. The other boiler in double figures was Fletcher Lawyer, um, who was six, a pretty good six of 11 from the field, um, 13 points, two assists. But I mean, overall, Purdue again the same problem we've seen almost throughout the entire back half uh, of the season: four for 19 from three for just 21 percent. Meanwhile, they allow Wisconsin to shoot 10 of 24 for 41%. So when you've got that disparity in the the three-point shooting uh, percentages, you're going to have a problem in modern-day basketball. Yeah, and there was a point in the second half where Wisconsin was actually 9 of 17. They were shooting over 50% from the three, and then they just cooled off at the very end. Yeah, it was like the last 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 four or five minutes. Um, They -hmm. just suddenly stopped being able to shoot. And it really was the saving grace that allowed Purdue to get back in the game. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was in attendance for this one, and Madison was absolutely going bananas yeah. at times when these threes were hitting. And it's just Purdue could not defend it for whatever reason. And in the first half, of course, your patented guy goes off that you have no idea who it right. is against Purdue. You know, guy average or guy scores 12 points throughout the entire season or last 20 games, and has eight points on three of three shooting yeah. in the first half. Like, of course. Yeah. But so I should say, I'll go I ahead. wore a different shirt for this game. Okay. And it, it seemed to work. That's good. That's good. We can't have you uh, being a jinx for us. Uh, and uh, for those that didn't watch the game, the the guy from Wisconsin who did go off was Isaac Lindsay. Um, yes. I mean, amazingly, he played played five minutes, three for three from the floor, eight total points. Um, no other stats. No other stats. Yeah, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, not even a turnover, and no fouls. So, I mean, I would have thought about maybe playing that guy a little more, but you know, that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, so you, as you said, you were at this game. Um, they sounded like the crowd was pretty good. How is the, uh, how's the setup there for media? Did you have a good seat? Could you see the actual, uh, floor? Unlike at Maryland. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, we were in the balcony or you know, the, the second level, um, not the top balcony, but the middle one. Um, it was a nice setup and, I hate to give it to them, but Wisconsin had a better spread in the beginning of, before the game. For the okay, media. okay. What'd you have? They had like a they had a potato salad and like uh, it was like a cheddar worst brats. Okay, you so. you lost me immediately with the potato salad, but you really brought me back with the cheddar worst brats. Yeah, that that's really what did it. And then they also had like crispy potatoes. It seemed like I didn't have any of it, but. Uh, 
Yeah, they they did well. Um, plus, they have like a fountain drink dispenser too. So like, ah, uh, so not know. just like cans or whatever in a fridge. Very nice. Yep. Very so, nice. Good for them. Good for good them. Good on them. Um, so, you know, Purdue had, as I said, the same problem they've had recently, uh, allowing too many three-pointers and not making enough of their own, but Purdue was able to claw back in that second half, the last five minutes, um, and, you know, um, I think it all started really with a, um, with an Ethan Morton three, um, Mm -hmm. to kind of get Purdue back going in that second half with about five minutes to go. Ethan Morton actually two for four from three. And has surprisingly mm-hmm. shot the ball really well um, as of the last month or so, but you know, right. still, still isn't really what we expect from him. Anything we get is really kind of a bonus. But uh, it would be great if the rest of the team could take some cues from him because you look around: uh, Mason Gillis, 0 for two; Brandon Smith, Braden Smith, one for three; Fletcher Lawyer, one for three; Brandon Newman in this game was 0 for five from deep, um, and then David Jenkins Jr. 0 for two. So. Uh, you know, not not a great shooting night, but when you can have a night like that and still walk away with a two point victory on the road in the conference, uh, you will take it. And that actually gave Purdue their seventh road win uh, in the Big Ten season, and that is the most Big Ten road wins uh, in in school history. So it's uh, a pretty cool little thing there. I mean, I know this has been a strange season, but to to kind of set that record is pretty good and something that this team can hang their hats on. So anything else uh, that you noticed against Wisconsin? I know that one was a little bit of a uh, a few days ago, so we want to focus more on the Illinois game here in the second half, but want to give you the last chance here. Um, you were correct with Brandon Newman getting the start and providing ah, yes. just more energy. So he came out, he got two big steals that led to layups. Uh, one of them he almost had a miss bunny, but he got it. Defender was coming on. Yeah. Uh, you know, up towards him, and but he got it, so good for him. I mean, high energy, and the last three games have been his best of the season, and it's it's the correct time for him to uh, get going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have uh, some struggles, I would rather you do it early in the season and then come on late. So hopefully, he continues that, and we will talk about how he did in the Illinois game right after the break. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back. So. Purdue today took on the Fighting Illini. Uh, Again, you know, as we mentioned in the last podcast, very strange that Purdue facing Wisconsin and Illinois at the end of the season, two teams they did not play all year, and they play them back-to-back to to finish the conference season. Um, Purdue obviously 
had little to play for in terms of Big Ten play. They'd already locked up the number one seed. They'd already locked up the outright title. Uh, but, of course, you never want to go into uh, March and the postseason with a loss. So Purdue came out, and they looked absolutely incredible in the first half. They looked like the Purdue team we are hoping to see you know, in a week and two weeks as March continues, uh, jumped out to, I believe, an 11-0 lead to start the game. And uh, again, it was I think it was Brandon Newman had a couple uh, buckets to start mm-hmm. the game. Am I remembering that right? So he had a couple steals, which led to one layup of his own, and one led to a Braden Smith That's layup. right. And That's then right. his three-point shot uh, put Purdue up 11-0 three minutes in. Yeah, I mean... It, it was an absolutely perfect start for Purdue, uh, going up 11-0, really just suffocating Illinois uh, on defense, going out and hitting shots on offense. I mean, it really looked like they were clicking. And then they went into half, as we talked about, you know, Purdue has uh, had second-half woes. Purdue goes into half 47-26, and I believe they were up at 1.24 was the most they were up. That sounds correct. Yeah, 24 in the first half. And at that point, not that the game is over, but you really felt like Purdue had built such a lead that, you know, Illinois might chip away in the second half, but it wasn't going to be anything like the Wisconsin game because you just saw the way that Purdue had been playing and the first half that Brandon Newman had. It was, you know, you talked about these last couple games being the best of his year uh, so far, this was the absolute gem of his season so far. Um, I believe in the first half he had 15 points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he wound up with 19, so not quite as spectacular in that second half. But, it, I mean, he did everything Purdue needed him to do, and he really earned those starters minutes today. He played 34, uh, actually was the leading minute getter um, today. And I, I don't think... I think if you would have told me a month ago that Brandon Newman would be the, the leading minute getter in a game, I would maybe be a little worried. <laughs> that or a little laugh in your face. Well, gosh. yeah, that too. Yeah, but in the first half, I mean, he had three of his, three steals in the first half. He didn't have any in the second half, but his on-ball defense was incredible in this game. He looked like he was just floating while guarding defenders, and... um even though he says he only had three steals, I'm pretty sure he forced five or six turnovers in that first half. Um, not to mention he had a couple tip passes that Illinois got back, but um, one of which was on a, I believe, a shot clock violation that he tipped the ball and it threw Illinois out of rhythm. He is just put all of his energy into the past three games in a way he's his energy has been used by the team just to as a catalyst to drive them yeah Um, yeah i know it i know it's awarded for it yeah i know it's a cliche to to say you know he played within himself he let the game come to him but i think that's always kind of been brandon newman's problem he comes out there with like a bundle of energy and he really really wants to prove himself. Um, you know, he played so well his freshman year, started I think 19 games and then had the fall off last year where, you know, things just for whatever reason just didn't click until he got into the Big 10 tournament. And it, there's one thing you can never doubt about Brandon Newman and that is his effort. 
Um, but sometimes that effort causes him to make mistakes. Um, you know, he'll he'll make a sloppy turnover. Um, he'll make a turnover that I think if he would just kind of slow down and truly, you know, see what's in front of him, he wouldn't make. Um, but he, he found himself doing that more and more, and so Painter kind of slowly benched him for others. But, you know, today... He really showed us everything he's capable of and why I've been such a huge fan of his uh, from his freshman year. Just, I mean, did everything we wanted. His his uh, stat line at the end was 19 points, uh, only one turnover, three steals, five assists, and six rebounds. Um, you know, that is stuffing a stat sheet. He was Purdue's leading scorer. Just absolutely uh, uh, an incredible game for Brandon Newman. And he was actually... Uh, tied for top rebounder as well with Edie was six and Caleb first was six. Yeah, and I I know we're gonna touch more on Edie and obviously that's that's what raises eyebrows is when you tie with Edie for rebounds. Yeah. But yeah, he just good for him. He deserves it all, and I'm sure he's probably gonna be the starter. I would assume for the rest of the season. Yeah, if he keeps this up. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's obviously giving Purdue that edge to start a game. And when you have a player with just a locked-in mentality, like he always seems to come out with, you you have an instant advantage. And you always need those in tournaments. Yeah, so yeah. And I mean... I, I don't see Matt Painter taking that starting spot away from him. No, anytime. no, I don't either. And And to your point... When he's locked in to start a game, it can be so helpful because you can really you can punch the opponent in the mouth right away, and it helps you jump out to an early lead. And when you get into March, and especially if Purdue truly is going to, you know, we don't know where they're going to be seated yet. Could be a one, could be a two. Um, but in that first round, you're playing against a team who's either a 16 seed or a 15 seed. You don't want to give them any life. You don't want to give them any thought that they can come back and shoot their way into this game. You want to break their spirits immediately. And having a guy like Brandon Newman who goes out there and maybe gets a steal immediately, uh, an easy layup, a dunk, a nice assist to a to a teammate, that can really, really bring a team down immediately. And that's what you have to do in March. You can't allow the underdog teams to stick around because that is how you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for the team's confidence, too, once you see that you're capable of doing that, you saw what happened in this first half. Purdue just went on a run. They actually, after being up 11-0, Illinois got it back to within three. It was 23-20, to and then Purdue just went on another big, big run, you know, a 24-6 to run to end the half, where they just put the clamps on Illinois, and the team just forced turnover after turnover. Uh, Morton ended up with four steals in this game. Purdue had 11 steals in total, but Illinois, I believe, yeah, Illinois had 15 turnovers, and the majority of those came in the first half. So when you have a team that all five guys are locked in as well just because one guy was locked in and then the dominoes start to fall, this is the kind of team you need in March. This team, that's the kind of team that wins championships is when you have a cohesive group. And given it did not look that way at <laughs> all in the second half, right? But 
we all know from their time in Portland and from the first half today, it's more than possible for this group to be that team. That's right. Yeah, so you mentioned the second half, so we might as well dig into it. And it was, you know, as good as Purdue played in the first half, they played just as bad in the second half. Um, I mean, it was astounding. Nothing seemed to be going right for them. To start the second half, you know, we talked about uh, three-point shooting being such both – it can be an asset for this team, but they just haven't shown it really since Portland. Um, You know, Illinois started the second half going four for eight from three. Meanwhile, Purdue started the second half going 0 for six from three, and it may have gotten worse. Um, those were just the numbers I saw uh, at one point. It may have continued to get worse for Purdue, but I mean that right there shows you how a team can claw back into a game when they're going uh, coming into the second half down twenty-one. I mean that's a twelve-zero difference right there. Yeah, and you also saw it sort of on the offensive glass for Illinois. There was just so many times that Purdue or Illinois would put up a shot. And it would just go over the outstretched fingers of a Purdue uh, rebounder and just go right back to an Illinois defender. It's never the back tap against Purdue. It's always that long rebound that they just somehow don't get their hands on. And you combine that with Purdue just couldn't score. Yeah, They were taking, you know, for the majority of the time, the paint crew actually had to count down the shot clock because they were taking long, empty possessions. That was the majority of the second half where they just, you know, they would dribble and dribble and dribble and just couldn't penetrate, couldn't get the ball to Edie. Edie would have to send it right back out, and it just killed a lot of possessions. Yeah, I mean, the Purdue offense just looked completely stalled for most of the second half. Um, I, I just, I don't know really what was the cause of it. I mean, I know Illinois looked better on defense. They had a lot more energy. Looked like they had fixed some of the problems that that kind of caused them to be down so much in the first half. But at, let's see, I'm, I'm going through the play-by-play right now. And Purdue, at with 57 seconds left in the game, uh, when Zach Eady made a layup, that was only Purdue's seventh made field goal of the second half. And that, that broke the tie that put Purdue up 69-67. to 67. So, literally, they made, and I don't, let's see. Yeah, and Purdue didn't make another basket the entire uh, second half. So, I think they only made seven shots in the entire second half. Yeah, that's not great. No, and I, I can't remember an offensive performance like that uh, from Purdue since a very terrible game in the Big Ten tournament a few years back. And Purdue got out rebounded in this game too. Yeah. That is unusual. Mm-hmm. And they got into some foul trouble in the second half too. They finished with seventeen fouls. Lawyer had four, Newman had four, Edie finished with three, two of which were in the first half. But Edie finishing with three is odd just because he usually finishes one or zero. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's just it was just a slog in the second half. And I know we're talking about this like they lost the game, but they didn't. You know, they had done so well in the first half, and actually they just had just enough cushion, and they just barely pulled it out at the end. Um, but also free throws. 
Um, Illinois shot 24 free throws yeah. to Purdue's 28. You know, Purdue made more of them. They made 20 to Illinois' 16. You know, they shot better from the free throw line. But it was it was an unorthodox game, and the majority of that came in the second half. Yeah, I mean, the second half, just completely bizarre. So taking a look at, at an in-depth box score here. Yeah, in the second half, mm-hmm. Purdue 7 of 24 for 29% from the field. They did not hit a three-pointer. They were 0 for 6, uh, but they were 15 of 20 at the free throw line. I mean, that was really the only way they stuck in this game. Um, as as good as Illinois started uh, the the three-point shooting in the first or in that second half, as I said, they were 4 for 8. They wound up 6 of 14. So it's again, it's another example like the Wisconsin game, where Purdue's opponent comes shooting the lights out, and then whether it's Purdue clamping down on defense or, you know, their their opponent getting tired legs from, from fighting all the way back, as Illinois did, uh, the shooting just kind of fell off. So Purdue, yeah. very lucky in that regard once again. Yeah, and part of the issue that I saw uh, live in this game was Purdue is having a hard time with the shot fake. Primarily today was Zach Eady on Coleman Hawkins. So Hawkins would just fake a shot, and Edie would be in the air, and Hawkins would blow, uh, blow past him. Now, that's also an issue with the younger guys. Mm-hmm. I know Smith, in particular, can uh, hop through uh, some shot fakes, and you know that blow-by then creates a rotation, and it all comes down to, are the Purdue players rotating? So... If they're not, that's where we get these open threes. And Illinois, yeah, like you said, they finally cooled off. I mean, Matthew Mayer was one of ten from the three-point line. That's lucky for Purdue. He's usually a very efficient scorer from outside. Yeah. I mean, he definitely was a Baylor. Well, he he was probably all hopped up on monster energy drinks, and his hand was probably exactly. shaky. Uh, well, the crowd knew that, too. Did they? What did they, they say to him? him? They yelled at him. They they were yelling monster at that's, him during his free throws. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, so. Honestly, and you know, this is on me because I I haven't seen many Illinois games until you know Purdue played him today. He looks exactly like a guy who would stay up late playing video games and drink four Monster Energy drinks. Oh, for sure. Like Absolutely. when when I when I saw him, I was like, "Yep, that tracks." That is exactly – you could put five players from Illinois in a lineup, and I would be like, no, it's that guy. He was the one that drank all the Monster Energy drinks. So uh, kudos to him for fitting into exactly what I thought he would look like. But uh, mm-hmm. good good for the paint crew for chaining Monster. Uh, maybe it, maybe this gives him an NIL deal. This guy can make a little money off it. But, um, you know, Purdue, very lucky, very lucky to walk away with a victory in this one. Mm-hmm. And, you know what? I, you got to give some credit to Purdue as well because when it came down to it, it was turned into a tournament setting it, uh, at the end there. Um, Illinois tied it at 67. Purdue had the ball, and they started scoring. Zachy yeah. got in deep. He got a layup, and then it turned into a free throw game. Um, Ethan Morton had some very, very clutch defensive plays. Yeah, um, two right there at the end. A couple balls away. Yeah. Um, one didn't turn to a steal because he actually poked it away and was 
wasn't out of bounds. Yeah, he tried to try well. to get a, tried to get a timeout there, but he was he was yeah. clearly out of bounds when he was trying to get it. So, uh, you know, the refs yeah. got that one right. Yeah, so he almost had another steal there, but it was they did enough to win. You know, at this point, it felt like a tournament game, and if that's so, survive and advance is the name of the game. So you got out of there. Uh, you know, you sent Illinois home with a loss. That's all you needed to do. Now you go to the tournament, and it's every game is an elimination game. Yeah. And I hope, I hope that these freshmen are up for that task, and these young players are up for the task of, oh my God, if we don't win, we're not going to be playing anymore. Right. Season. Yeah. As you said, you know, it's it's winter go home time. And right. style points really do go out the window at this point in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. So um, we don't know at this point who Purdue will be playing uh, in the Big Ten tournament. We know Purdue obviously is the one seed, so we know when they'll play. Uh, but we don't know who because as of now, um, the Big Ten seeding is still an absolute mess. Um, there, there's still a few games, uh, that need to be wrapped up before we know what the bracket is going to look like, but it's, we know for sure, obviously that, that Purdue will be the one seed and, uh, they are not going to play until, uh, Friday, I believe at 11. Um, I'm pulling, I'm pulling yes. it up right now. Cause I, you would think I would remember this because I wrote about it when it got <laughs> locked in. Um, yes. but yeah, let's Early see. Game. Yeah. Yep, Purdue will play uh, game one of the day on Friday, March 10th, 11 a.m. Central Time tip-off. So yeah, that would so be noon. that would be yeah noon for uh, us Eastern Time Zone folks. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be important for ev- a lot of people listening to this because the Big Ten tournament is in Chicago this year, uh, not in Indy. So mm-hmm. those times will be in Central Time. So uh, everybody listening, make sure to keep that in mind. Um, do you have anything else about this Illinois game before we kind of head out for the night? Um, I, I wanted to mention two things. Um, mm-hmm. One, uh, I was good. I was happy to see that Gene Cady was in attendance, uh, held up the trophy after the game. You love to mm-hmm. see that. Um, love to see Coach Cady staying around the program. Um, and I loved that they did, in fact, update the, the video to have him saying 25 Big Ten championships. So that was a nice little touch as well. Yeah. So – I was a little disappointed because he was there. He could have done it live. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, got to shake, uh, shake his hand after the game on the court. That was a, that was a fun moment. I'm sure. Um, right before talking to Zach Eady, too. Um, it was it was a, a surreal moment just being down there. Like, I've been a fan of the crowd, but to be actually on the court too is really cool. Yeah. Um, took a scoop of confetti okay. home with me. So if that's not allowed, well, it's in my house already. Yeah. So. Nothing they can do to you now. <laughs> nothing they can do to my you now. contraband. Yeah. Um, I mean, good for them. I'm so very happy for all these players, for all the hard work they've put in this season. Um, even, even the players that didn't really get to play because it was senior day for, Matt Frost, who tore his ACL before the season. Um, and I know he would have liked to have played this, in, but unfortunately he had that injury. But good for him for all the 
Obviously, he provides support to the team. Being a good teammate is almost just as important as being a good player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always it's always hard to not be able to play in a senior day game for those walk-ons, but, you know, Frost at least had the, you know, the excuse of he was injured, um, tore that ACL, but you really would have loved to see him get an opportunity to get out there, but uh, unfortunately it just it just didn't happen for him because of the injury. Yeah, and then shout out to David Jenkins Jr. His senior day today as well. Um, um, shout out to Matt Painter. I know he's listening now because of what he said after the game. Yeah, yeah. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? For those that didn't uh, see it or watch the the stream afterward, I have the exact quote in front of me. I don't know if if you have it exactly or not. I don't have it exactly. Okay, I so I will do ahead. it because I I took it right from. Uh, the the video I saw. Here's what mm-hmm. he said. Apparently, you told me this was the first thing he said as they celebrated. Yes. Um, yes, they handed him the mic, and then he said this. I'm so glad they won. That way you can't talk shit about us on the internet. He knows. Just an absolute Matt perfect just, quote. Yeah, he's just omnipresent. He uh, he knows everything. Yeah. So, fantastic. Yeah, um, so really, really cool. Um, glad Glad you could be there for it. Um, I realize as I was going through the notes I keep for this podcast, um, I know you were not with us on the pod as we went into conference basketball season, um, but Casey and I predicted the conference records uh, before Big Ten season began, and Casey got it exactly right. He predicted 15-5, and five, uh, which is where Purdue winds up. I predicted 14-6, and six. so I was one game off, but Casey was exactly right with his prediction. And both of you predicted the Big Ten championship, right? Uh, I think we did, yeah. I think we did. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then, so going back to look at, um, you know, the Big Ten only expanded to 20 conference games in uh, 2020. So this is only the fourth Mm -hmm. year that they've done this. Um, Or, I'm sorry, 2019, 2019. So this is the the sixth year, or fifth year. Jeez, math is hard. Um, But uh, in 2019... Purdue and Michigan State share the title with a 16 and 4 record and that is the best record anyone has achieved under the 20 game uh, schedule. The champions the next year were 14 and 6. Um, Michigan in the strange, you know, COVID year was 14 and 3 and then uh, in 2022 it was 15 and 5 and then this year again Purdue alone at the top with a 15 and 5 record. So um, you know, we will take that. Um, what what an incredible season it's been. Um, we're going to record again in the middle of the week to kind of look at the Big Ten tournament. Like I said, since there are still games going on and we don't know who Purdue will play, there's no use in talking about it now. But, um, Ryan, I want to get your final thoughts since you were at the game as they celebrated. Um, you know, How did this compare to 2017 when you were also there uh, when Purdue won uh, the outright title in that season going 14-4? and four? A little bit different because in 2017 they clinched against – Indiana, and um, in this one, obviously, you kind of had the weight of, oh, my God, what happened in the second half coming down on you, and they had already clinched, so it was a little different, but a win is a win is a win. Uh, You got championship number 25, you got it outright, and you got to celebrate at home. Zach Eady cut the net down without even using the ladder. Like, it was just... Good vibes only in there, even though the second half didn't go so well. And 
it was great to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you could be there. Obviously, like you said, 2017, a whole different animal to win and clinch against your rival on your home court. Um, would have been incredible to be there. Um, what an experience, but I'm glad we could get you to this one uh, for Purdue's victory and uh, the trophy presentation. So you are going to be going to the Big Ten Tournament for us. You're going to be covering it. So I have one question to get us out. Um, are you going to every game, or are you going to only start going uh, when Purdue plays? Because I won't judge you either way. I'm just curious. Well, unfortunately, I have to go in person to work on Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. See, I wondered. So I wondered. Friday would be the first time I'd be able to, and then obviously that's when the game started dwindling. So right, yeah, it's a lot easier. A lot easier to go to those um, when there's not you know four games in a day or whatever they do. Right. Um, so. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to uh, the Big Ten tournament starting. Really looking forward to see who Purdue plays on Friday. But as I said, we don't know that now. We'll talk about that midweek. So thank you, everybody, for listening. For Ryan and myself, have a great night. Big Ten champ 25. Boiler up. Hammer down.